The Religious Beyond. The Church of Christ was organized for missionary purposes. Christian missionary work furnishes the church with a sure foundation, a foundation having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. 2 Timothy 2.19 By it the members are inspired with zeal to deny self, to put forth self-sacrificing efforts to send the truth to the regions beyond. It has a salutary influence upon unbelievers, for as the workers labor under divine supervision, whirlings are led to see the greatness of the resources that God has provided for those who serve Him. We are laid under a more solemn obligation to furnish in Christian missions an illustration of the principles of the kingdom of God. The church is to work actively as an organized body to spread abroad the influence of the cross of Christ. God is calling for men who are willing to leave all to become missionaries for Him. And the call will be answered. In every age since the advent of Christ, the Gospel Commission has impelled men and women to go to the ends of the earth to carry the good news of salvation to those in darkness. Stirred by the love of Christ and the needs of the lost, men have left the comforts of home and the society of friends, even that of wife and children, to go to foreign lands among idolaters and savages to proclaim the message of mercy. Many in the attempt have lost their lives, but others have been raised to carry on the work. Thus, step by step, the cause of Christ has progressed, and the seed sown in sorrow has yielded a bountiful harvest. The knowledge of God has been extended, and the banner of the cross planted in heathen lands. There is nothing more precious in the sight of God than His ministers, who go forth into the waste places of the earth to sow the seeds of truth, looking forward to the harvest. None but Christ can measure the solicitude of His servants as they seek for the lost. He imparts a spirit to them, and by their efforts, souls are led to turn from sin to righteousness. For the conversion of one sinner, the minister should tax his resources to the utmost. The soul that God has created and Christ has redeemed is of great value because of the possibilities before it, the spiritual advantages that have been granted it, the capabilities that it may possess if vitalized by the word of God, and the immortality that it may gain through the hope presented in the gospel. And if Christ left the ninety and nine that he might seek and save one lost sheep, can we be justified in doing less? Is not a neglect to work as Christ worked, to sacrifice as he sacrificed, a betrayal of sacred trust? I feel intensely over the needs of foreign countries as they have been presented before me. In all parts of the world, angels of God are opening doors that a little while ago were closed to the message of truth. From India, from Africa, from China and from many other places has heard the cry, Come over and help us. To show a liberal, self-denying spirit for the success of foreign missions is a sure way to advance home missionary work. For the prosperity of the home work depends largely under God upon the reflex influence of the evangelical work done in countries afar off. It is in working to supply the necessities of others that we bring our souls into touch with the source of all power. The Lord has marked every phase of missionary zeal that has been shown by His people in behalf of foreign fields. He designs that in every home, in every church, and at all the centers of the work, a spirit of liberality shall be shown in sending help to foreign fields, where the workers are struggling against great odds to give the light to those who sit in darkness. That which is given to start the work in one field will result in strengthening the work in other places. 
As the laborers are freed from financial embarrassment, their efforts can be extended. And as people are brought into the truth and churches are established, there will be increasing financial strength. As these churches grow stronger, they will be able not only to carry on the work in their own borders, but to send help to other fields. Subheading, Home Churches to Help. The members of our churches in the home field should carry on their hearts the burden for the work in the regions beyond. An American businessman, who was an earnest Christian, in conversation with a fellow worker, remarked that he himself worked for Christ 24 hours of the day. In all my business relations, he said, I try to represent my master. As I have opportunity, I try to win others to him. All day I am working for Christ, and at night, while I sleep, I have a man working for him in China. Why should not the members of a church, or of several small churches, unite to sustain a missionary in foreign fields? If they will deny themselves, they can do this. My brethren and sisters, will you not help in this great work? I beseech you to do something for Christ, and do it now. Through the teacher whom your money shall sustain in a foreign field, souls may be saved to shine as stars in the Redeemer's crown. However small your offering, do not hesitate to bring it to the Lord. If given from a heart filled with love to the Savior, the smallest offering becomes a priceless gift which God smiles upon and blesses. When Jesus said of the widow, She hath cast in more than they all, Luke 21.3, His words were true, not only of the motives of the giver, but of the results of the gift. The two mites which make a farthing, Mark 12.42, have brought to God's treasury an amount of money far greater than the contributions of the rich Jews. Like a stream small at its beginning, but widening and deepening as it flows toward the ocean, the influence of that little gift has widened and deepened as, it's, as it has flowed through the ages. The example of self-sacrifice shown by the poor widow has acted and reacted upon thousands of hearts in every land and in every age. It has brought to the treasure of God gifts from the high and the low, the rich and the poor. It has helped to sustain missions, to establish hospitals, to feed the hungry, and to preach the gospel to the poor. Multitudes have been blessed through her unselfish deed. And in like manner, every gift bestowed, every act performed with a sincere desire for God's glory is linked with the purposes of omnipotence. Its results for good no man can measure. Subheading, Methods of Labor in Foreign Fields As soon as a new field is entered, educational work should begin, and instruction should be given line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. It is not preaching that is the most important. It is house-to-house -house work, reasoning from the Word, explaining the Word. It is those workers who follow the methods that Christ followed who will win souls for their hire. Over and over again the same truths must be repeated, and the worker must place his entire dependence on God. And what rich experiences the teacher obtains when instructing those in darkness. He too is a learner, and as he explains the Scriptures to others, the Holy Spirit is working in his mind and heart, giving him the bread of life for hungry souls. The worker in foreign fields will come in contact with all classes of people and all varieties of minds, and he will find that different methods of labor are required to meet the needs of the people. A sense of his own inefficiency will drive him to God and to the Bible for light and strength and knowledge. The methods and means by which we reach certain ends are not always the same. 
the missionary must use reason and judgment. Experience will indicate the wisest course to follow under existing circumstances. It is often the case that the customs and climate of a country make a condition of things that would not be tolerated in another country. Changes for the better must be made, but it is best not to be too abrupt. Let not controversy arise over trifles. The spirit of love and the grace of Christ will bind heart to heart if men will open the windows of the soul heavenward and close them earthward. By the power of the truth, many difficulties might be adjusted, and controversies, hoary with age, find quietude in the admission of better ways. The great grand principle, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, will be far better practiced when those who believe in Christ are indeed laborers together with God. Subheading, Help from Heaven The worker in a foreign field must carry in his heart the peace and love of heaven, for this is his only safety. Amid perplexity and trial, discouragement and suffering, with the devotion of a martyr and the courage of a hero, he is to hold fast to the hand that never lets go, saying, I will not fail nor be discouraged. He must be a close Bible student and should be often in prayer. If, before talking with others, he will seek help from above, he may be assured that angels of heaven will be with him. At times he may yearn for human sympathy, but in this loneliness he may find comfort and encouragement through communion with God. Let him be cheered by the words of the Savior, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Matthew 28:20. From this divine companion he will receive instruction in the science of soul-saving. Energy and self-sacrifice are needed in the missionary field. God calls for men who will push the triumphs of the cross, men who will persevere under discouragements and privations, men who have the zeal and resolution and faith that are indispensable in the missionary field. By persevering toil and firm trust in the God of Israel, resolute, courageous men will accomplish wonders. There is scarcely a limit to what it may be achieved if the efforts made are given by enlightened judgment and backed by earnest endeavor. Let us rejoice that work which God can approve has been done in foreign fields. Let us lift our voices in praise and thanksgiving for the results of the work abroad. Instill our general, who never makes a mistake, says to us, Advance, enter new territory, lift the standard in every hand. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Isaiah 60, 1. The time has come when, through God's messengers, the scroll is being unrolled to the world. The truth contained in the first, second, and third angels' messages must go to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. It must lighten the darkness of every continent and extend to the islands of the sea. There must be no delay in this work. Our watchword is to be onward, ever onward. Angels of heaven will go before us to prepare the way. Our burden for the regions beyond can never be laid down till the whole earth is lightened with the glory of the Lord. 